Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher, and my co-host is Grace Duffy. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On this week's talk show, we're exploring the new create mode for Instagram stories camera, the new Instagram app threads, and much more with Jen Herman. Before we get into all of that Instagram news, I want to remind you that, hey, one of the best places you can learn about Instagram and mastering Instagram is Social Media Marketing World 2020, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. That's where you can rub shoulders with the biggest names and brands in social media, soak up tips and strategies and extensive networking opportunities in sunny San Diego, California. Don't miss the industry's largest conference. Get in early for big discounts by going to socialmediamarketing.world. All right, let's get into the news. Our guest is Jen Herman. She's an Instagram-loving writer, speaker, social media consultant. You can learn more from her at her site, Jen's Trends. Welcome back to the show, Jen. Hello. I'm excited. And it's on the 10th anniversary, yes. 10th birthday. Yes. So I get to be here in some way. Yeah, <laughs> so perfect. We have got and you said this yourself, so much Instagram news to go through. So I'm just going to stop talking and let's just start talking about the news. Specifically, I think the biggest news was that they finally did roll out this brand new create mode inside of Instagram stories camera. And there's so many different places to go with it. I kind of got lost actually going through all of it. I'm sure you probably did as well. So let's talk about all these new things that are coming out in this new create mode camera format. Yeah, it was a little freaky. I saw that it had come out. I logged into it. And like you, I was like, whoa, like now there's like stickers in the, in the camera mode. And I'm like, does that mean I don't have stickers? And I freaked out thinking they took our stickers away. And so then I was going in trying to find them like, oh, no, stickers are still there. It, it was definitely a little overwhelming when it first <laughs> when it first launched. Some people are really loving it. So what you do is when you go into your stories mode, you'll see a different camera icon along the bottom. So you go to normal mode and then you can go to create mode and then you can go to live or you can go into your boomerang and your super zoom and the other ones that are normally there. But a couple things that moved around that people need to be aware of focus. The focus camera is gone in the sense that it's not one of the bottom options. Like it used to be like a boomerang super zoom focus. Now focus is one of the face filters under the normal mode. So focus is still there. A lot of people were freaking out about it, but you can still get to it if you just go to the regular normal mode and then just scroll through the filters. And it's usually, I think like four or five over till you get to like the focus camera. So in other words, they they moved the focus camera out from the top tier down inside of the create tier. Right. Got it. In the, yeah, it's like in the face filters, which makes sense because it really is a filter mode. It's not like its own, it isn't really a standalone feature. 
So it actually makes sense. Yeah. And then there's the create tab now. So when you're scrolling through, there's normal and to the left of that is create, which opens up all of these new options. So it defaults to like one of the kind of gradient backgrounds. I always use the pink gradient background. So that's easy for me, but it will default to that gradient background. And then you can add in like all of these things like you can even do one i think it's like the second option over and it gives you all these different templates where like and you just tap on the dice at the top of the screen and it rotates through like a different template so there was one that says like i woke up like this and there's one that's like you know three fave accounts to follow so you can tag like your three favorite accounts and there's one where you can tag music for what you're listening to right now there's one there's a pizza one i'm like why why is there i mean talking to the girl who could live on pizza. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like, why is there a pizza template in here? Like there's some weird things. I'm assuming this will kind of be like a face filter mode where these will change somewhat regularly and new things will pop in and out. So stay tuned for those things. But then they also have the, um, like the countdown sticker, they have the poll sticker, all those sorts of things are directly in that create mode. So you can just go to create, just kind of slide through to the poll and it drops a poll right in there. So you don't actually have to start a story with either a picture or all these other things and then add the sticker. I think they're trying to make it easier for people to use these various interactive stickers and launch them immediately rather than adding them to something as an add-on, but making these actually the feature of how you start a story. Yeah. And I like that because interestingly enough, before and after early this week, when this had not come out yet, I was trying to do a poll and I realized, oh, right. The only way I can, not a poll, uh, a countdown. And the only way I could do that was to create something first, a video, yeah. an image first, then go into stickers, then select that countdown sticker and place it and so on. Yeah. Whereas now I can start with the countdown and then add a, add a bunch of text and everything after the fact, yeah. which is great. Yeah, it's, it's going to be easier and they, they want like, and I mean, I've talked a lot about what certain stickers do to generate engagement. The countdown is one of those. The poll sticker is one of those. They're interactive. People want to click on those. So the fact that these are now in the create mode is very beneficial because people can use them more easily. They might be more inclined to use them now. And that helps drive the engagement on your stories. It gets people actually doing something rather than just watching passively and moving through. Mm -hmm. One of the things that struck me was, and this was already there, but it felt even more so than ever before, very Snapchat-esque as yes. I was going, swiping through left to right through all the different face filters. And of, and of course, obviously those, like you said, will probably be rotating in and out as new ones are created and so forth. Yeah. Any featured or, or, you know, favorite ones yesterday I was doing kind of, I had a TV on my head and I, my face was on the screen and it was kind of, I was like, that's the one I'll do. That one looks cool. We want people to quote, watch us anyway. So that was kind of the one I went with, but cause I thought, Hey, this will grab attention. Why not? Right. I love it. I have, I mean, I've kind of played with all the different, you know, kind of create modes and some of the face filters and stuff, but I haven't really like, I'm so not a good stories person. I, I'm always the first person to admit this. Like I don't have that creativity mindset with creating. And I'm like, I just want like a nice text and then like a nice image and then like a sticker done. Like I'm just so basic. <laughs> I think I'm not spontaneous enough for stories, you know, like, uh, like I see people doing things. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, I could have done that. Right. <laughs> like, 
like Eric's TV on the head. I was like, so jealous. But <laughs> well, that was one. Again, I, I think the benefit here is for Instagram story creators who do not feel creative will get right. inspired by suddenly randomly. Ooh, I like this one. And then trying to yeah. say, yeah. how can I do something with this? So yeah. yeah. I, it's I, definitely going to make people do more creative things with their stories. Like, and even one of them is where you can choose a GIF option. Um, mm-hmm. And now the GIF is your actual background of your yes. story. So you have an animated GIF and then you can put your text or your stickers on top of it. So rather than just having some little animated GIF on a story, your story is actually a GIF. And the, like, so people who love those GIF threads and are super good with that kind of, you know, secondary language, they can, you know, have a whole new version version of stories now with all these, you know, gifts in, as their starting point. So it's definitely going to help with creativity. Yeah. I, Absolutely. That, that is actually one of my most, most favorite things. And I'm really looking forward to uh, trying that out a little bit more. So are we forgetting yeah. anything that we need to make sure we mention is in here? There's so much in here. <laughs> I think Seriously. that's most yeah, there is a lot. It's going to take people like a little bit of time to kind of roll through, um, you know, and I know a couple of people were like the focus camera was the big one that people were asking about. So I think if, as long as people like play with it and roll through the different options, they'll find it. Some people immediately said this was way more intuitive for them. They really love the layout. Cool. Like it's it must be working <laughs> now. And I, I remember tweeting it out that it was out there and somebody uh or no, you tweeted it out. I saw that you had tweeted it out, Jen. And somebody asked, is this on Android? You were using Android. I went and confirmed I had it on iOS. We don't know anything more than you and I both had it on different platforms, but we don't know as far as like rollout, if if it's uh, staggered or if it's location-based or what, but basically everybody just needs to go find it and try it. Yeah. And honestly, if your app is updated, you will get this. It's, it's not one of those things where you have to do anything. Um, some people got it like a day later, you know, without any rollout on Instagram, you never really know. Like some people get held up with a, you know, purgatory of not getting it. And we don't know why. And we don't know anything that says that it's, you know, geographical or any limitations. Instagram hasn't said anything. As far as I know, it's a global rollout, but there are some people who are still lagging and getting it. You know, I even had somebody who, like re like uninstalled and reinstalled the app. And then she lost all the camera features. And then like, she was like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> and she like, it actually went worse. It went backwards in time. I'm like, Oh no. But then like the next day she had it like normal and it was fine. So it's, I think if you don't have it, it's just one of those, you have to be patient, but it is, a, it is a global, as far as I know, and everybody should have access to it at some point. Yeah. And so it, we it, have a question in our comments here. It's a, from Aaron. She says that she wasn't able to add music anymore. Uh, do you know of anything about an update with music? I know that like there's some issues there with like music rights. So they just, my guess is that they just haven't adopted that over yet. And they're just rolling out the product and music. Will music is like the one like ugly stepchild that everybody wants that they can't have. Like it's the one tool that is the most confusing why some people have it. And some people don't, as Ken actually pointed out in the comments, he knows a lot of other people that have lost the music feature with this rollout. A lot of people just got it like a week ago and then lost it, or they've had it for a few months and have lost it, or they just got it now. So the music sticker is really wonky and we don't know why. Like every time there's a rollout, some people are affected by the music sticker coming or going. And it's the most glitchy, like unpredictable sticker. And I wish we could give you some sort of like solid answer as to how to either get it back or why it does what it does. But it is legitimately the most confusing sticker out there. 
Okay. Uh, and then Rebecca also said that she uses the draw sticker, I assume. It's draw sticker yes. to ask people to screenshot and draw a pumpkin and then put her handle on it and then share it to them and tag her on it. So that's a cute way to yeah. use the new feature. That was a new one that I was like, especially for certain brands, I can see how that would be really creative where it is. It's like, it's a free draw, you know, template and people can draw. And I was like, well, this is kind of cool. But again, it has to be used in the right creative way for your brand. Don't just use it just because it's cool. Um, If it ties into something thematic or your brand or something that relates to what you do, especially if you're a creative brand, by all means, take advantage of that. Again, this is going to drive engagement and get people participating with you. And that's what we want with the stories. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on into the other stories thing we've got here. So this has to do with Instagram testing group stories. Grace, why don't you fill us in on this? This is something the next web reported. It was a found in the wild, deep in the code, where it looks like in the stories camera, there's now the option where you can post, you know, you open up the camera and you can either post to your story, you can post to just close friends. And then there's stories for groups so that you could send it in a group for indirect messages, right? So yeah. what do you think they mean about group stories? Because I don't believe that there is a Instagram group. So I couldn't figure out if it was like, like your dad or your close friends like what is a group my my understanding and again this is all hypothetical because nobody knows except for you know somebody who's you know she goes in and digs deep in the code um and is able to kind of find some things and test some things out but even then you know she doesn't always know what's coming out so my understanding from looking at it would be a group is a direct message group that you have going on. So let's say the three of us had a direct message chat going on on Instagram. And if I wanted to share a story exclusively with you guys, I would choose group. And then I would choose you as like one of my DM groups because we've had a chat. And when I send that story, then it just goes into our group chat. Why this is beneficial yeah, I don't really see a huge need for it, but it is one of those things where, again, they're pushing stories, right? So if you can create a story and share it with a select group of people exclusively, you're more likely to create the story and do that, especially with non-marketers. Think the younger generation, think the kids and their groups of friends, and they want to create a story and they just want to share it with their five besties, or they just want to share it with their sports team or whatever it is. They want to do a story but they have different close friends lists or they have different things. This group is a way of getting around that direct message isolation of not being able to really share a story and being able to create it live and then share it to a small group. So I I think that's the direction they're going with it, but until we really see it roll out or a different integration, like it's kind of weird the way it's set up Mm -hmm. and why they refer to it as a group. I'm like, why not just, I don't know, because we don't refer to anything in DMs as groups. So maybe no. they'll right. rename it. I don't know. It's right now it's all very testing related. So we'll see what happens if and when they roll it out. Okay. Well, that slides us into another direct <laughs> messaging app. Yes. Uh, apparently, Instagram also launched a standalone messaging app. And we heard about this about a month ago. It's called Threads. So it's a camera first messaging app that is only for close friends. So it's available globally on iOS and Android. I haven't even checked it out yet. I haven't checked it to see if 
uh, to download it. Have you seen it, Jen? Have you tried it out? I have, and I think I'm just too old. Like, I just don't understand how this thing works. I'm like, I need to go talk to some like preteens or somebody to explain to me how this thing works. It is camera first. So you literally yeah. open it. It launches into a camera. It is not, you cannot pull from a gallery. You literally take a photo and you can send it to all of your close friends or you can send it to an individual. So if you send as a send, it goes to your everybody on your close friends list, or you can choose individually and send it to one person. So I'm like, again, this is that small group, right? It's we're we're getting away from the public facing world. And, and we know Facebook is doing this. They put so much of a push towards, you know, groups and instant or, uh, you know, private messaging and all this sort of stuff. And obviously doing the same thing on Instagram and moving away from the public forums, going into the private chats, the more, you know, safe environments and these sorts of things. So I see why they did it. From a marketer's perspective, it's going to be questionable. And th- this is very Alice Snapchat too, right? Like this, everyone mm-hmm. saw this and they were like, this is Instagram coming for Snapchat once again. This would be really good if you have a VIP group or if you have an exclusive membership group or if you have a high reward customer base or something like that, where if you wanted to create content exclusively for that group to reward them in some way, this would be a great way to use it from that business perspective. But remember that it's a camera based so you can't mm-hmm. like do a text-based thing like you'd have to like take a photo of a coupon on a desk and be like here's your coupon code like so it's not going to be really intuitive for marketers and businesses right now um i know a lot of people that jumped into it and were like why like why do i need a standalone app to do this not to mention when you do share something that shows up in your friends instagram dms as well as their threads so now you've got messages popping up in multiple places and I'm kind of overwhelmed by it, to be honest. And then then it's also got these different statuses, which I found in it where where it was like, I'm free. I'm busy. I'm watching TV. I'm studying. I'm gaming. And it's like, okay. This is very targeted towards that younger generation, right? Like this is, this is definitely going after like, you know, kind of like that that Snapchat mentality. Mm -hmm. It's going after the high school kids, the, you know, the middle school kids who, yeah, they're like, I'm at camp. When you look at the statuses on those, it's like, I think even one of them says something like, you know, it doesn't say work, but it's something about being at work, but it doesn't even say like, I'm at work. It's all the terminology is very young and it's, it's very focused on, you know, a different type of demographic. So again, from a marketer's perspective, business perspective, maybe someday it'll be important. But right now I think it's something like, Hey, let your kids play with it. Be aware of it, but don't go too crazy. Well, and it doesn't give you all of the creative things that you can do reply wise inside of DMS in the standard app at all. And even though you said it's a, it's a camera first app, it really is. You can, I figured out by tapping on a message uh, from somebody that you already were talking with, Uh, It'll bring up the past text. And so then there's a reply tab there and you can actually type something instead of just photos. So I played with this a little bit because I was like, you know, maybe this means not going into Instagram proper as much. And maybe that's it. It it seems like it's a DM focused, again, just for close friends. But again, this is something that from a parenting perspective, these things are good. And I understand why Instagram and Facebook are pushing things towards private conversations. But this is also something to be very aware of as a parent for bullying, right? Mm. Like these are the types of things that are going to get 
probably abused in those ways. Because again, these are private conversations. These are small groups. You can send it to whomever you want and keep it to that limited capacity. So, you know, from a parenting perspective, be aware of it, pay attention to it, and just be aware of how your kids are using these sorts of tools. Because I think that's something that could get taken advantage of. And I'm sure we will hear stories in the future. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to the other thing that has to do with DMs, which is that Instagram is developing DMs for desktop. So, Mm -hmm. and and this is also partially already available through, I forget what it's specifically called, but it's inside of Facebook's inbox on Facebook. And so that, but that's clunky. That's maybe not the optimal, whatever, but having DMs on desktop on Instagram proper, how do you think Mm -hmm. that's going to be? Do you think that's going to be something helpful for marketers? I think so. I mean, the reality is I think most people know that Instagram is a mobile-based app. It's meant to be used on your phone. It's meant to be done that way. But no matter what we say, and no matter how many times you know we remind people that it's a mobile-based app, a lot of people still want it on their desktop. Because if you are a marketer, if you are an agency, or if you are a business owner, whatever it is, you're on your computer at work. You are doing things and you that's where you are. And you don't want to constantly be pulling up your phone to have to you know send a message or do something if you're already on your computer and you're doing things there. Um, you know, It's easier to, well, not necessarily, but for a lot of people, it's easier to type on a keyboard and reply than to, you know, try to do things on your phone. So in general, yes, I think that especially from a marketer's perspective, this is going to be a good thing. I think um, not to be like totally stereotypical, but I think some of the older generation who want to use Instagram will be very grateful for this feature being on desktop. Um, And, but it is good. It's, it's one of those things where eventually we all knew Instagram would have to get more desktop friendly. And I think this is that one of those next steps um, to be able to do that. And there's no reason why we can't because the way the platform is built for, for messaging, there's no reason we can't do that on desktop. Yeah. And this is something, again, it's not out there officially right now. Again, you can go to creator studio over on Facebook and do it through there right now. But again, creator studio is still a little bit, let's say user, user interface challenged. It's probably the best way to put that nicely. So in the meantime, we'll obviously report on this when they roll it out officially. But uh, let's move over to the Instagram shopping section of our segment, shall we? All right, Grace, (laughs) run us through this new uh, Instagram branded content. Yeah, so Instagram rolled out branded content tags to select business and creator accounts in select regions. So anyone that has access to this feature for Instagram can now add them to their long form IGTV content. So my question to you, Jen, is who has access to these branded content tags and like what type of accounts, what type of regions? Was there any specification? Because this isn't widely available to just any marketer. Well, so yes and no. The IGTV is now restricted, but literally as of like last week, they did actually roll out branded content to everybody. So all accounts can use branded content on stories and feed posts and stay tuned to socialmediaexaminer.com because there's a blog post coming. (laughs) So stay tuned for that blog post because you can now do the branded content on your feed posts or your stories. Anybody can. And basically the branded content, if we're familiar with it on Facebook, it's kind of the same thing. It basically says, if I have been paid to create content, I have to tag that content as a branded partner that basically when it says, you know, in paid partnership with, so that my audience knows 
that I was reimbursed or somehow compensated for creating that post content. Um, it's, it's meant to be transparent and all these sort of things. So it's, it's a little glitchy still in terms of like how you can really get the branded partnerships and everyone has to have approvals and what you can see and can't see. But now, like you said, they're, they're moving it to IGTV, but that is only for select brands. I don't know what the limitations are because I think it's more one of these, like they've, hand selected people for it. Like they do when they do a lot of these new rollouts and they're like, Oh, these 30 companies. And you're like, how do you pick these 30 random companies? But they're usually bigger brands. Um, and then they're, or they're like bigger name, like influencer level, um, you know, kind of Instagrammers. So I don't have, I have branded content everywhere, but I do not have an I on IGTV. I did double check again this morning and I do not have that. Um, so it's not one of those like 10,000 follower things. It's still very restricted. And it's also confusing because they do say it's like for long form content. So what's defined as long form? Is that over 10 minutes? Is it over two minutes? Like, we don't really know a lot on it right now. And again, it's, this is moving towards we'll see monetization coming on IGTV. We know it's coming. They've announced it's coming. We don't know when it's coming or what it'll look like, but this is a step in that direction of saying, we know that you guys are out there creating this kind of branded content that your partnerships that, you know, you have things to sell and all of this. So this is, I think a step towards that monetization. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes out on that that article coming out on our site, social media exam. And I don't know quite when it was, when it's scheduled to go, but uh, we'll make sure. I just submitted it like literally a few days ago. So into the editorial calendar at some point. (laughs) Yeah. Which means it will be coming out soon. Okay. So moving right along, Instagram is also testing product launch reminders for Instagram shopping. So this is a beta test again with a select handful of users and they're testing new product launch stickers in stories. So there'll be a product launch option. You can set a reminder when an item is going to launch and preview product details and stream. And, you know, uh, and I think this is uh, rolled out in conjunction with uh, Instagram checkout too. So you could actually mm-hmm. buy it. You know, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a huge number of products that I am just waiting for it the moment it launches and I got to buy it right at that moment. Right. So I mean, it's going to depend on, like you said, on the brand and the audience. I can see this for authors. If you have a book coming out and you know that the book launch date is, you know, November 5th, then you can have that as, you know, a reminder. So people know that you've got a book coming out that they can buy it on that day. Um, you know, especially if like for, again, authors that have multiple books in a series so that you finish the first book and you're dying for the second book. Again, you get those kind of diehard loyal followers, um, for certain products, you know, seasonal type products. Like, let's just take a really, you know, crazy example of Starbucks and the pumpkin spice latte. Like not that it's going to necessarily be that you're going to buy it through the app, but that's that kind of thing that people are dying for, right? They can't wait for the day that that product launches. So if you had a product like that, that's either very seasonal. Um, if you do a course where you open the gates to that course on a set day, you could do that, you know, from that perspective and say, you know, don't forget it's going to launch on Monday and they could, you know, so it can be like a part of your pre-launch thing. And then that way they do get a reminder when they tap on that product reminder, they will actually get a reminder and they can go through and buy it. Now, I don't know what the restrictions are. Like I use the course example, obviously the way the Facebook or the Instagram platform works is you have to have a physical product tied to your Facebook store. It's like, the so you couldn't really use a course in this way, but there are ways, you know, like, again, if you've got those products that people are dying for, um, that you can use them, but it does 
for now have to be those physical products, which is mm. really annoying. Yeah. Cause that's just the way that the checkout process works on there. All right, let's keep yeah. moving on. We got one more shopping thing and then we got two small things and let's move through these yes. fairly quickly. So we've got our time set here. So <laughs> Instagram is also adding augmented reality to in-app yes. shopping. And so for example, Jen, you wear glasses. So if you could try oh. your new glasses on, on your phone, would that blow your mind? I would be like all about this. Like I cannot wait for this feature because for a lot of products, I know they use the example of, yeah, like, you know, accessories. Um, they use the example of makeup. The makeup I'm a little hesitant on because those are pigments and hues that are so sensitive that if your screen has a slightly different resolution or a different, you know, pixelation, then I'm going to be like, oh, this color looks fabulous on me. And I order it and I'm like, no, that's very <laughs> orange. That was not red. Um, so I'm not so sure I trust the makeup you know, um, AR on there, but for things like accessories, yeah, like glasses or hats or even clothes, like to see what, you know, an outfit would look like on, obviously things like glasses would be amazing because anybody who's ever had to buy glasses knows that it's worse than buying jeans or a bathing suit because these have to be on your face every day of your life. And so to be able to try them on and really know like what shape or what style you want, I, that would make it so much easier to be like, yes, purchase, yes, purchase, yes, purchase. And I know Warby Parker is one of the ones that's testing this. And I can see this being a huge advantage for them in reducing returns, you know, in, in getting people to buy more because they can virtually try it on and, and know exactly how it looks on their face. Perfect. Okay. Let's move over to Instagram proper. And in the uh-huh. app itself, the following tab went away. Yeah. And so Remind us again, what was in the following tab and how do you feel about it, about it being gone now? So that was for stalkers. Uh, <laughs> so the following tab was there back in the day before the explore tab was there. When you go to your notifications, you could go to the following tab and you could see what the people you are following are liking. You could see the last five posts that they had liked. And it was a good way to find new content and see what was going on with other people in your industry. This was, again, before the Explore page. Not a lot of people have used... I don't remember the last time I even looked at the following tab because we don't really have a need for it. Some people do use it for market research, see who their audience is, see, you know, who else they're following. So some people do still use it, but it's one of the most underutilized parts of Instagram. And it was kind of inevitable that eventually it would go away. Um, and in some ways I think it's good because Instagram is that notorious, like scroll, double tap, it's highly interactive. And we like that because not everyone knows what we're liking. Unlike Facebook, where when you like something, your whole world has to see that you liked it. The following tab was the way that people could kind of keep tabs on you. So with that going away, it really does bring back that anonymity of what you like and what you're actually doing on the platform, which I think actually ties into removing the like counts. Like, I think this is all very tied in with the, the bullying and the comparison syndromes and all these sorts of things. So I think there's a lot of, you know, kind of symmetry and all these things happening around this time period. Yeah. All right. One last piece of news, and then we're going to let you go because I know you got to go iOS 13 and Android, I think already maybe had it updating to get dark mode in Instagram. And it's like, yay, dark mode. And I love dark mode. I'm a proponent of dark mode, (laughs) but I think it's more important to talk about it at least briefly real quick here on Instagram because of the visual nature of Instagram and the way that that changes the layout and the aesthetic of the app overall, when it comes to your content you're creating, what are your thoughts? 
I agree hundred um, percent. My first thought was, I hate dark mode. Why are you ruining my, my, my lovely Instagram? Why are you taking this away? Um, but I know a lot of people do love dark mode and a lot of people are excited about it, but I, this is something to your point that you have to be very aware of this as a content creator. We're used to creating content for Instagram that performs a certain way. And that's with a white background where your colors or your content is popping and looking a certain way. If you have very dark content now on a dark background, you may not pop. You may not get the attention that you want to see with that differential background. So make sure you're watching your analytics, make sure that you're going in and checking how your posts are performing. And if you're seeing a shift in performance, because it's not, it's not everyone has dark mode, right? Some people are still going to keep it on like, you know, retina searing blindness like me and some people will go to dark mode. So you're going to have a mix of your audience. And if you feel like your content is lowering its performance, it could be because of how it's formatted in that dark mode setting that you may want to look at slightly altering, maybe putting a border around your images, you know, editing them that way or doing something with the color tone saturation or something that allows it to pop a little bit differently off of a black background. Yeah. Uh, somebody was just asking how you get to it. I can't remember if it's a specific setting inside of Instagram or if it's a... There is a setting in okay. there if you have access to it. Um, it's like you have to go in. I don't remember exactly where either, but it's in the profile settings and you can go in and you can choose to move to dark mode. Yeah. And I know I did it like natively because I was already on it across the whole phone. Yeah. But that is the news for this week. We did it. And, uh, <laughs> we did it. so I was like 1035 hard stop. <laughs> we did it. Yes. And so lots of news there. I mean, I, like I said, Instagram is the one that I think out of all the social networks is, is innovating the most. I think you probably would agree with that. And so huh. hopefully again, we'll have you back again soon to talk about more of the Instagram yeah, news. Maybe we slow it down just a little we'll bit. We'll slow like, down. We yes. didn't have any major updates for like two months. And then the last week it's been like, boom, 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 boom. Well, we added all in the, the stuff that they were testing too. It made sense to yeah, kind true. of wrap that in. So, that's but anyway, true. Jen, thank you so much for being here. No, you got to go, but we'll talk to you again yeah. soon. Bye guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for joining us. Bye. All right. That is our show. I want to remind you again that you can find all the details, the links, the notes, everything we discussed in today's episode over at the recap, the show notes that publishes every Saturday on socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. And if you're here with us live as we record, we are super appreciative. But And you can join us like that every Friday as we record the show, but you can also subscribe as a podcast. We'd love for both those audiences to kind of do both things, get, get on the subscription, go into iTunes, go into Google play, go into Stitcher, hit subscribe. If you're listening to this right now on in one of those places, hit subscribe. So you don't miss an episode. If you're joining us live, go over there and subscribe and then vice versa. Uh, if you're listening, you can join us live on Friday by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And again, out of all of that, don't forget to go register for social media marketing world 2020 by going to social media marketing.world. Uh, and by the way, again, our next show will be next Friday, October 18th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye everyone. Thank you. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com 
to find out more.